Welcome everybody to another episode of Channel One Three Five, the Channel One Three Five podcast, part of the Westwest Network. I'm here with my good friend from the longest time, my partner in crime, Eric. What's up, brother? What's up, bro? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, we get together and talk about what's uh, new in 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 the movie industry and films and TV shows and on Netflix, Amazon. Disney Plus, whatever streaming service you got, and we talk about movies that are coming out of the movie theaters. It's one of our, it's one of our passions. We like to talk about, you know, we're really into movies, and uh, we're happy to do this podcast all the time, man. Because there's some good shit out there, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, especially now, eh? Yeah, heaps of good content coming up. You know what? I, I just finished um, the latest episode of Snowfall. I've been watching Snowfall. We're up to season five. Oh, okay, and I'm. I started that Moon Knight uh, last week. I know next episode, episode two is out now. Oh, is it? Yeah, so I'll watch it after this. Oh, okay, yep, yep, yep. Um, I'll probably watch it tomorrow morning. And I'm, I'm still be watching uh, uh, Winning Time, The Rise of the LA Lakers, the Dynasty. Oh, okay. Yeah, so those are the, those are pretty much the three TV shows I've been watching. Yeah. Uh, waiting for the latest every week to come out. Yeah, I've been, um, I just recently watched uh, Halo because I think they popped out two episodes already. Mm. So it looks like it's already probably um, probably was released last week or the week before. Is that on TV? Uh, on demand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV it's on TV. On yeah. Yeah. It's on TV in demand. It's not too bad. Um, uh, for me, I I think I need to watch another episode. <laughs> everybody, everybody else reckons it's pretty good, but uh, I don't know. It's it's missing something, but I don't know what it is yet. Because mm. I'm a hard Halo fan, so there's something about it that's not right. So is it lining up to the game? Is it? Um, yeah, it's story pretty. Line? It's pretty almost legit to the game. The um the one thing I was surprised about because I I was wondering about the same thing about Mandalorian where the actor has to wear the mask because in the Halo um franchise um, Master Chief doesn't take his mask off, and I was wondering if they were going to do the same thing in this um TV series, but. Straight off the bat, in the first uh, first episode, mm. the guy takes his mask off because mm. so it's not real. It's not true. I was like, oh, hang on, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, he does take it off, but not all the time. It's pretty much his lifeline. So I thought maybe it's probably from a point of you know the actors. Um, he wants to get some FaceTime. That's what I was thinking. I was like, ah, oh, because I really, I really thought about it, and I was wondering if they're gonna do this, do it in the Halo. Because Sylvester Stallone is famous for doing that on um, Judge Dredd when he started in Judge Dredd movie with, yeah. with Sandra Bullock back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Because Judge Dredd, he never takes his mask off. It's like, it's best for me if he takes his mask off. He never takes his mask off in the comics ever. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same It's the same thing why Sylvester Stallone took, hey, I'm Sylvester Stallone, I'm, I'm a star. Why do I have to put a mask on? Mask on, exactly. They didn't understand that the character actually doesn't take his mask off. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit so of ego thought, in there, a bit of ego going, yeah. going on. With the, it reminds me of that um, that guy on South Auckland, the comedian does the does TikToks, um, Who's Gang. Oh, okay. He had a skit with Terrell. Yeah. And uh, Terrell was dressed up as Spider-Man, but he took off his mask. Oh, true. Oh, it's true. like, when does Spider-Man take off his mask, man? <laughs> Especially in public. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was, I think that was the thing that got me the most about that um, program. And then I think it was for the entire, I think it was halfway through the first episode and then the rest of it, he had his mask off. Mm. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Looks like this is how they're going to run Halo. <laughs> but the actor they got from, I, I, I've never seen him before, so 
Mm. It's pretty good. Yeah, so... No, I mean... Because the, the, the programs I've been watching, they're, they're my style, you know? Yeah. Like, Snowfall is a, is a, it's a sort of true, sort of not um, gangster movie. Um, L.A. Oh, okay. Like, the African-Americans, um, drug dealers and all that. Back in the... the Boys in the Hood days that 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 time it was during that time like the early eighties yeah and the other one uh, Winning Time Dynasty the rise of the LA Lakers dynasty that's uh, a an- another true story so that's based on how the Lakers became famous what they are now yep. so it's the first the first season is based in nineteen seventy nine when they just drafted um, Magic Johnson okay. and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a star on their team but they're like, hopeless. They're like a not not a, not a popular team back then, in seventy eight seventy nine. So um, they just got a, it's about the new owner, um, Jerry Buss. So he buys the the Lakers and turns it around into a Showtime. You know the Showtime oh, okay. Lakers yep. is the beginning of that. How they turn how he turned uh, like a poor organization, not really exciting until one of the most exciting teams in in the NBA during the eighties. You know he's got he got the whole um Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird in the eighties. You know, yeah, the yeah. the LA Lakers have showtime. Sure. And, and they really blow up then, you know. It's 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 pretty interesting. It's cool. It's a really stylish um show because it's really you feel like you're in the seventies because you know how you talked about on the Batman about the tone of the film? Mm. The colours in that. They yeah. really use the old style camera footage all the time. Oh to okay. make it look like it's an old footage Oh, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just gives it their vintage look, eh? Yeah, and yeah. oh, the you recognize it straight off the bat. And the costumes are mean, man. The original seventies, you know that they. I think they they um portray the time of the seventies, yeah. the late seventies because the seventy nine, going into the eighties, real well. You know, it's like you're actually there. Oh, so it's just so Showtime. Do you mean like it was more like a performance, their games or? Like the is this something like the Globe Charters that used to go? Yeah, yeah, similar. I mean, they got the new coach that back then, and um, he introduced a new style of basketball. Okay. It's called run and gun. It's like you you dribble the ball for seven seconds. You have to shoot after seven seconds. Oh, okay. It's, yep. it's fast breaks all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. I see. So they they just drafted Matthew Johnson from from Michigan State, and he's the new guy. You know, he does all his fancy passes and all that. So it's really entertaining. Oh, okay, so he okay. turns it into entertainment. Yeah, it's based around entertainment. Like he got the the start of the Laker girls. So the cheerleaders were normal high school cheerleaders in the NBA, like that kind of pom poms and all that stuff. But he he got some real dancers and you know doing sexy dancing and that and the, as the cheerleaders. So they were the like first. Oh, eight. like the very. He sort of changed it. He sort of changed the whole atmosphere. Yeah, to make it like a party scene. Yeah, because the cheerleading thing wasn't as big. I mean, if. Oh, no, the cheerleading thing is big, yeah. but I I, I don't know where it started from, but you see these documentaries about cheerleading, and they take it to the next level, yeah. where they're doing flips and making towers, human towers. Well, if you know history, music history, Paula Abdul, she, she first started as a as Laker girl, so she was the first choreographer for, for the LA Lakers um, cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah. They were called the Laker girls back then. Oh, shit. So that's how she got started in the in the music, the music business. business. Yeah. She's known as a choreographer because she she choreographed um on coming to America the African dance scene in the beginning <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the wedding yeah yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. choreographed that so she was a she was a pretty well known choreographer coming out of LA 
doing the Lady Girls and then going on doing movies and dance and oh, get, right. getting into R&B when she did those songs, you know. So, yeah. It's a good platform for her to start. So, I think Jerry Buss, what Jerry Buss did, he's the, he's the new owner. He just turned it all around. Made, uh, it's like making the Warriors into like the most exciting entertainment rugby league team. And it's all about entertainment. Yeah. You know, it's like six jugs, rock and roll, man. Yeah. You yeah, got, you got, you, you got a team, you got a team just selling six, man. And people just turn up all the famous people, like, you know, um, Hollywood celebrities. Cause you're in LA and Hollywood. Mm. It's like the thing to do. Jack Nicholson's always there in the stands. That's his team. Yeah. All yeah. the celebrities there. And you got Magic Johnson in there and you got good players that have a different brand of basketball, just exciting, exciting to watch. And not only the team is exciting, the atmosphere is exciting too. Oh, From shit. the cheerleaders to, you know, the just the whole scene. The music like, and stuff. Yeah, he turns it around. He makes it into it, like it a big party. Almost sounds like, um, what was that street ball stuff that they used to do, the three-on-threes? Mm. Where they have the music and all the hip-hop in that. Yeah, the yeah, background. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, norm, it's normal these days. It's modern these days, normal. Yeah. But Jerry Bass was sort of the first like guy to, to bring it to his team that he just bought. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shit. Because everything is traditional back then, right? Yeah, it was just basketball. You know, traditional, but he sort of, nah, man, this is a new, we're going into 80s, man, it's a new era. This the six drugs rock and roll, man. <laughs> <laughs> six drugs and rock and roll of basketball. So that's, what I'm saying is not a spoiler alert because, you know, it's history. It's mm. part of, the, so this program, I think season one is only going to deal with the first year, so 79 to 80, 79 to 80 season. And if they go on next season, they'll probably do the next year, next year. So, this is the beginning of, of the Laker dynasty. All through the eighties, they just become famous and more and more famous. And so they're still famous now. The LA Lakers—they're the biggest team, right? Because it's from this time. This is how it started from Jerry Buss, and his daughter still owns the the team. Oh, nice! Yeah, so his daughter's That's on the awesome. program too. Um, it's got good acting. It's it's pretty it's pretty raunchy. It's interesting. You know, if you know your basketball history, your Lakers, your LA Lakers history, then it'll be good to see the things happening on. You know, on screen. Oh, so is it set up as a TV show, not an actual documentary? No, it's not a documentary. It's a TV show. TV sh- oh, nice. Real actors. Yeah, yeah. Like Adrian Brody, he plays um Pat Riley. Oh, okay, gotcha. And he starts off as a, like a just a nobody. Yeah. But now he owns. He's a he's the um he's the what do you call it? He's the GM for um Miami Heat. Oh, now, cool. So, but there's but when you see him, he's just he's just a no, he's just a nobody. Well, trying to trying to get a job, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that—the beginning of everything. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's really interesting. It's really good. If you're into basketball, if you're into basketball and you're into LA Lakers, especially, you're, you're into the whole business side of, you know, because it's about the business. Mm. And the end, it's about Jerry Buss. He's the guy that bought the Lakers. It's yeah. really about him, his story. Like, how did he, when he bought the Lakers, what did he do to turn it around? What did he do behind the scenes? So it's mostly stuff that happens behind the scenes with real people, actors that act the real people that are. Some are still alive now. Some are yeah, 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 yeah. True. But now it's a uh, that's I've been enjoying that. It comes on Neon every Mondays. Okay, so I've been watching that. So yeah, that's um, and Snowfall. That's the other one, the, the gangster one I've been watching. Um, season five, I've been yeah, I think it's going downhill. <laughs> like season five is not that great. There's not the action, not the other scenes, but I think it's missing. I think it's going in a different direction. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. But season one and two, awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. But you know, I'm still stuck with it. To see what happens. But you know, it's kind of changed direction. Yeah. On this episode, guys, we're gonna talk about Bruce Willis. Now, Bruce Willis uh, recently retired from acting. 
he was diagnosed with uh, aphasia, is it? Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's pronounced aphasia. So you ran into that, Eric? Well, what is aphasia? Um, it's a condition that impedes a person's ability to speak and write. So basically, they can't communicate properly. It's like their words get all mumbled up. Like they say things that they aren't meant to say. Um, I just see a video. It's hard to explain because I saw a video of it, but the guy's trying to have a, a conversation with the person that's asking him questions, but he says things like water, fire, that don't belong in the sentence. So it's things like that. I think it's something to do with the brain playing. They just don't know how to think or, or what to say. Mm. So they just say random things. Yeah. It's I never heard of it before until yeah, I heard, same, but same. it's a pretty serious day, like especially because I think how how old is Bruce Willis sixty something sixty seven yeah sixty seven yeah shucks and that's that's still young to get there day mm. just like that like imagine not can't communicate with your family can't talk eh? yeah I mean you, you you probably still can talk but you wouldn't understand what he's saying yeah because you don't know what words um, yeah. mean anymore yeah and that's that's man I can't imagine that eh? No, especially for an actor. Well, communicating although, is everything. Although, I remember, I do remember old Twilight Zone episode in the 80s. There was an episode where words change in the real world. Oh, like, shit. And this guy didn't, didn't get it. So, Ooh. it just got worse and worse during the day. So, he works in the office, this guy. And it was lunchtime. And, oh, his mate came. Oh, are you ready to go to Apple? And he went, what? Apple? Yeah, let's go to Apple. We'll just go to our normal place. we we'll go have a- Apple. What? <laughs> Apple? But he meant lunch, but yeah. the word changed. But it's normal. Everybody in the world, the words start changing. Oh, shit. And only him that can't, he's still in the, he's still the same. And then at the end of the day, it just gets worse and worse. People change their words around. And next minute, people are talking, they're saying random words, but they're having a conversation. Oh, fuck that. But he's like going crazy. What the fuck's going on? The, the sad scene was at the end of the episode when you went home and his daughter was. His daughter was asleep in bed, and but the the lamp was on, and the, there was a book, like a children's book next to her, and he sat down and just kissed her, her daughter, his daughter, and stroked her head, and then got the book, the children's book, and opened it, and it was like, you know, a children's book have a animal or something and the word. Yeah. Yeah, they were all different. Oh. Like he opened the book and there was a ball, and it said mountain, and then he opened the next page and it had a duck. Yeah. And it said go. <laughs> so all language changed man fuck it must be like that for them then something similar yeah fuck yeah, that's man. freaky so yeah that man I love the Twilight Zone eh? that was my favourite but I hope there's another season season 3 because that that got renewed uh, Jordan Peele he's doing it oh he's doing okay. the new Twilight Zone Bro, it's pretty good that guy is pretty he's got some freaky ass um, ideas for, for horror themes eh? yeah the one I've seen is Get Out I oh, thought yeah, that was yeah, freaky yeah. as shit his new one nope. nope Nope Yeah yeah. The trailer looks fucked up Yeah it looks fucked But anyway Anyway We're here yeah. to talk about Brisbane <laughs> uh, Got off track um, But Yeah man That disease has got Because it was pretty sad Because I, I read the LA Times um, The article About why, what, what's been going on With Bruce Willis Why he retired Because it was pretty shocking The whole world Sort of knew from that Announcement and What the hell What, what is this Aphasia So people are getting more Aware of it now Because of Bruce Willis Especially around the world But it's pretty sad because I think the last when we looked at up his filmography, yeah. Bruce Willis of the last three four years has been making all the, these director video movies. Yeah, these low budget. Yeah, you know, because we have the um, 
we have the Hollywood A-list movies, mm. and then you have the low-budget action type, or the low-budget movies, where he, he didn't recognise any of the actors, except for one one celebrity actor. Yeah, that's right. So he's been doing these yeah. little low-budget action movies that don't even go to the theatre, they go direct to DVD. Yeah, right. but they're big overseas, like in, international, they're really big. So I read that he was beginning two million, one million for each of these movies. Yeah, yeah, I heard the same because he's like a big star. Yeah, but but then you think, what the hell is this guy? Why is he doing all these low budget? Like, man, I'm feel sorry for him. He can't get real work anymore. Like, because mm. you know, you're right. He's an A list actor, but see him do all these these low budget movies. Yeah, is this a sad thing? Is is he going down? Is his career going downhill? Is this all he can do? Maybe because you don't see him in the A list movies. What was the last A list movie we saw him in? He came on Sin City, the yeah. Robert Rodriguez as um, um, Sin City. John Hannigan. The Expendables? Yeah, Expendables. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom was a big one. He played Captain Sharp in Moon- Moonrise Kingdom. That's probably the uh, the last big one. Deathwish. Yeah, but that was a flop. Yeah, it was. I think, I think I think it was Glass. Glass. You know, the third part to the Unbreakable yeah, yeah, series. Yeah. I think that was the last thing he did. That, that's that was that really up there, right? Anything. But then, you know, you look at all these other movies you did recently since 2019. They went direct direct to video. Like, here here are the titles. Ten Minutes Gone, Trauma Center, Survive the Night, Hard Kill, Breach, Cosmic Sin, Out of Death, Midnight in the Switch Glass, Survive the Game, Apex, Apex. Deadlock, Fortress, American Siege, Gasoline Alley, A Day to Die. I mean... Fuck, there's a lot, bro. He went hard the last Last (laughs) last four years. It's not, it's funny because it's not like uh, Van Damme who fucked up his career in mm. Korea with the drugs and all that. You know, he went from A-list, so not really A-list, but A-list and L-Eyes has been Islanders watching kickboxing and all that. Yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. So he had his drug problem and, and went crazy. I mean, couldn't be they couldn't work with him anymore. No. And then he sort of rehabbed and tried to make a comeback, but ended up doing all these direct video yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know? the video type, type movies that went international, just like just Bruce. like um, Bruce Willis. But Bruce Willis didn't have an event to take him here. I think it just naturally. Yeah. Or maybe he did. Maybe he had a stroke or something that caused this aphasia to happen, and and he just thought, just go hard, make movies until I can't anymore. Yeah. Do you reckon? Probably because was... there's a long list, long list um, since two, 2018. Man, because what's the what's the average budget for a, a triple A list movie? We're at about sixty five. The Marvel ones go up to two hundred million. Oh my god! Oh, the Star Wars ones go up to one hundred yeah, million. Yeah, that's I think up the top tier. Mm. Yeah, but you know it's, it's sad to see because yeah, you know, he's been a big part of my action career, action yeah, movie well, life, man. Like same. back when he came out in Die Hard, yeah. one of the one of the best movies, action movies to come out after Arnold and Sylvester Stallone. Eh? Because I read that going going back to the LA um, Times article I read, so apparently his when he was doing all these directive video movies filming them, his colleagues were like noticing something was wrong. Like he'll he you know how um you know when Alec Baldwin shot like shot one of the the crew yeah like that happened. Bruce Bruce Willis did that at a, one of his um movies he made. Oh shit! A couple of years ago, but it didn't hurt anyone. But it just he he fired it, but he wasn't supposed to. And, oh. people, and the crew were uneasy after that. They were like scared, like fuck. You might shoot us. <laughs> this guy right. This guy right. But uh, his colleagues, especially the last couple of years at, on the on the film sets, noticed that he was like deteriorating, not, not making sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was this time. There was a report. I think one of the crew guys talked to LA Times, and he said that 
yeah, he came up to us and said, I know who you are, and I know who you are, but what am I doing? <laughs> oh, you know, and they're going, what? You know, so people were concerned. You know, he's going through all this and pretty sad. Yeah. And it got to the point where some of these movies, the directors cut off a lot of scenes, cut his lines. Yeah, because I remember watching, um, I watched one of his, um, I think it's Apex or Fortress. And Did you watch them? Yeah, no, I happened to watch them because Dad likes, he's still into those kind of movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like Kickboxer. You know what, it's funny, I was thinking that. I was, when I was seeing the, because I went to watch the trailers of some of these. Yeah. I thought, man, my parents will love, still yeah, love yeah, these. This yeah. is their kind of action back in the day, is it? This is their kind of action, and it still is their <laughs> kind of action movie. And my dad was watching this. Oh, this is a good movie. And I watched it for a bit. And I, I, I think it was 10 or 15 minutes. I was going, man, this movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I said that to myself. I did say to my dad. Mm. He goes, oh, where are you going? Does you want to watch the movie with me again? Nah, it's all right, dad. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> but I remember... There was 15 minutes, and throughout the whole time, I only heard Bruce Willis twice. It's yeah. like, go, now, I've got this, <laughs> you know, voice like that. I was like, what? <laughs> but his presence is, you know, yeah, probably yeah. a big bonus for those movie productions. Eh? Well, yeah. that's the only reason why I stopped and watched it, was because, oh, Bruce Willis is in this, so I sat down, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I was like, oh, man, I didn't. I said that it was something else and it was something completely different mm-hmm. but the same sort of thing. And he's like a couple of lines and yeah. I was thinking maybe I should do a whole marathon one day. What on, are these direct... On these director video videos. Um, <laughs> action Bruce Willis movies. And I actually went through the list and I played some of the trailers on YouTube yeah. to see what they were like in that. And they're all about the same, eh? Yeah, and like, sci-fi. And I was thinking, okay, nah, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> waste my time <laughs> watching these. But it looked like, why is Bruce Willis even there? He's like an extra. Yeah. Like they they use him as like uh, the, the town the, sheriff or, yeah. or the cop or the old cop or the captain or something like that. But the main actors are the ones doing all the doing all the shit in the movie, eh? Yeah, they're the ones that are trying to get to the next level. But Bruce Willis has already been there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he like all these other guys. He's like the Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. in the in the in the in movies, the eh? Video. He's like the he's like the the advice guy giving advice. It's like what? Oh man. If he was still in his prime he'll probably be that person too. Yeah, you know it's sad to hear all this, and, and it's interesting to see his career at the end of it. Yeah. Before he retired, the movies he's done, and just to relate to where he's come from. When I first saw him back in the days when I was young on Moonlighting, did you watch Moonlighting? Moon, with, Moonlighting. Yeah, the TV series. That's how he. I think I. I think I do. It's with Sybil Shepherd. Well, what was the theme of the whole whole show? Show again? I think they were private detectives. Ah uh, yes, it was. Ah, uh, what was the Pierce Bronson one? Oh, that was another one. Remington Steel. Yeah, right? that's Remington Steel. So yeah, it was something similar to that. It was similar yeah. to that, but it was Sybil Shepherd. And, um, yeah. I didn't watch it, eh, but I, I think my mum used to watch that. Yeah, I, re- I always remember the um the soundtrack to this Moonlighting because it was sung by Al Jarreau. Oh, okay. Yeah. Moonlighting stranger, <laughs> you left on the way. Oh, true. <laughs> it's... <laughs> but yeah, man, th- that was the first time I saw him. And that was a popular program my parents always watched. Is it like the those crime dramas? Yeah, Remington, yeah. Remington Steel was another one of my parents' uh, favorites. Yeah, that was back in the eighties. They had all those old school. Mm. But um, and Magnum PI that was mm. another punch yeah, on the yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. I was like, "What the hell is with the mustache, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that era, and then after that, he comes out with Die Hard, bro, bro. Next tell me, tell me about Die Hard, brother. Way different from Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies. Because remember in the 80s, like, we were, 
we were still on high with the Rambo and um, Commando and Kickboxer and Arnold Arnold movies. Eh? Yeah, everything Arnold comes out. It was like we weren't even waiting for the movie. We were waiting for Arnold yeah. to come out with a new movie. You know, and it was a thing. And remember all the posters? You just had Schwarzenegger. Yeah, at the yeah. top of every poster. You poster know? And yeah. that's all you needed. Just to sell the movie. Yeah, and that's all you needed. Him and Stallone, yeah, the Stallone on the top as well. So, you know, real popular actors. I think it was the muscles and the action. Mm. The 80s action movies, man, That's it was that was the time, eh, for movies. Yeah. For us, eh? Arnold and Sylvester represented, you know, like you said, the muscles and the toughness. What America thought was a man at that time. Yeah, and it was like you, you can only get those guys to, to make action movies. And then Bruce Willis came, comes along. Exactly. And Die Hard, that is a badass action movie. Yeah. And you're right. Bruce Willis is not the muscle kind of guy. <laughs> he's a different kind of, he's a normal dude, eh? Yeah. And he actually gets his ass kicked in this one. Yep. He doesn't always win the fight, eh? But he wins the war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And it was a different kind of hero. Yeah. I think Hollywood figured it out that are we sick of seeing Arnold and Stallone? We need a new type of hero? Yeah. Can we try a normal guy? And you can you imagine what the executives on the set? Oh man, he needs to have muscles. He needs to like you know. He needs to he needs to go to the weight room or something. I mean, how would you times. sell a new idea? Because this is a new idea for action movies, right? Yeah. Because I can't remember anything else before uh, that. Before that, yeah. Um, unless you know we we, we missed the movie, but yeah, you're right. Um, Bruce Willis is a normal guy, and and I remember when I first watched Die Hard, I thought, man, that's the moonlighting guy. <laughs> you, know? you remember the Master Moonlighting guy? I just remember yeah. who is this guy? But this is this is pretty cool. Mm. And that was back in what, nineteen eighty eight? So it was around about the same time as Batman almost. Mm. All the good movies started coming out then. Mm. They started trying different ideas. Yeah. So I think what Bruce Willis did for us, especially the movie Daha, was just to teach us that you don't have to be the badass dude. You don't have to be Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Yeah. To make a good action movie, you just need and and the dynamic of it. It was a normal guy and he got wasted. He was bleeding. He remember at the end when he comes with the gun and taped to his back, remember? Yeah. Man, he was fucked up, man. He was totally fucked. The the scene that got me the most is the scene with um when they're in the office and they're having the shootout. But the guy recognizes the glass on the on around the office and he used that as because uh, he saw him earlier and he saw the he, he was in bare feet. And then the scene after when he's got all the glass in his foot, I was like, Oh and he used sellotape to wrap it up. It's like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, holy cow. Do you reckon that started a new pop culture in action? I think it told Hollywood you can use anyone to be. Because if you think about what happens after him, the next action star was, to me, um, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas, yeah. In the, yeah, in the yeah. 90s, in yeah. the late 90s, of The Rock and the yeah. new movie The Rock with um, Sean Connery. Yeah. That was a good one. I actually enjoyed that more than um, Connie. <laughs> and Connie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Connie was dry. And he had Face Off. Face off was another good one you too. Know, so, and he's not like a big muscly kind of guy, you know. He's no. Can be. And then that brought us to the new, um, the new action uh, actors of today, like Keanu. Yeah, exactly. Keanu See, Reeves with John Wick. More skill, skillful. Yeah. And um, instead of yeah, the the whole muscle man dude was not a thing anymore. Eh? No. 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 So he had the professional hitman. Yeah. Turning bad, turning good, that kind of thing. Bruce Willis after Die Hard, he just can't be stopped. Yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. John McClane. Uh, to me, the baddest. He's yeah, up there. He's character. up there. He's up there. When I think of action heroes, it's going to be Commando, Rambo, John McClane. Yep. 
But then, uh, but then, yeah. See, if we go through the list, like after Die Hard, he does Die Hard Two. He does Look Who's Talking. He's the voice of the baby Mikey. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Hudson Hawk, I, I didn't really like. Hudson Hawk, I, I, I think I have watched that, but I can't really remember it that well. Yeah, I wasn't not really as good as um, Die Hard anyway. I wasn't really a fan of Hudson Hawk. Billy Bathgate, he played um, Bo Weinberg. He was a real life gangster. Oh, okay. Um, I liked him on Last Boy Scout. I right. love that movie. I love Last Boy Scout, man. Man, that's Joe Hallenbeck. The whole, the whole, the whole movie itself was like, man. It was different. It was a time when I didn't understand NFL, but man, that that made NFL look stylish, man. Look, look yeah. intriguing for me to. But that movie was pretty violent, eh? Yeah, the cinematography on that movie, like the whole scenes in that, were way different from any other action movie I've seen. Yeah. Well, it was it was Tony Scott. His movies are all like that. Yeah, the, he always uses the bright red, bright blue, blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can see that throughout the movie, even the music in that it was like really pumpy. The first scene when they're playing was a Friday night football or something. What's the theme of the song? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They had the music playing in the background while everybody's playing football. Like it was like an ad for football. It was a good way to start off a movie, and then you get to the scene where they're actually on the football field and it's raining completely, and then one of the football players they're trying to. Um, Trying to make him, was it lose or win the game? The, it was a match fixing. Yeah, match. Yeah, that's right, match fixing. Mm. That was pretty mean. That was um the Tybo guy, Billy Blanks. Blanks, <laughs> Billy Blanks. That's right. That was Billy Blanks. Man. <laughs> yeah, um, last Boy Scouts out there. Def becomes her. Don't know if you were into that. I wasn't. A striking distance. That was a weird one. That's a weird one. Striking distance. One when he's like in the swamp. He's like the swamp cops on the. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I I think I do remember that. Man, I've been watching ages. I I can't remember. But Sarah Jessica Parker was was acting with him. Ah, okay. Pulp Fiction. He comes back in Pulp Fiction as yeah. Butch, and that put him up there again, eh? Because yeah, that was me. He's the kind of actor that his movies hit and miss, eh? Yeah. He did a good run, then he got hit and miss, then he gets gets back up for Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Because after Pulp Fiction comes Color of Night. And you spoke about the whole soft porn kind of thrillers that come out after Basic Instinct. Ah. Uh, cut of Night was one of those. Yeah, 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 I remember. And that's the one of that infamous scene where it shows his penis floating in the water. <laughs> and that's probably the first time I've ever seen a penis on, on the big screen on TV. Shit, okay. But that was, that was a big flop. Yeah. He comes out with flops and then he comes back again with Die Hard with a Vengeance. Now, is that your, f- that's probably my weakest out of the three first three Die Hards. I had movies because I don't count the last two. Is it um with Jeremy Irons as the bad guy? Yeah, yeah. S- Simon says I didn't. I didn't mind that one. That was pretty good. I think it was the last two of that franchise of the Die Hard franchise that I. And then he gets a good run with Twelve Monkeys, Last Man Standing, which I love. Yeah, John Smith, um, Fifth Element, The Jackal, Mer- Mercury Rising, Armageddon, Siege. I like the Fifth Element. I don't know why. It's, I think it's the sci-fi thing. Oh uh, yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't serious either. Well, it was like a good breakaway from being. Uh, I think at the time in the nineties they were making a lot of serious movies, and that was quite fun to watch. It was um yeah that and the jackal ah. Uh. Yeah, the the jackal was the first time I seen him play a bad guy. Yeah, I kind of like that movie. Cause who, who was the other actor? Rich, was it Richard Gere? Yeah, it was Richard Gere. Yeah, it was after him. He, he yeah, was Irish. He had that Irish uh, accent. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the the Jack of the Mind. I rewatched that a few times because I love I love the whole scene with um Jack Black when he, when he, when he makes the gun and he yeah. shoots his arm off in the distance and yeah. blows him away. Fuck, that was sad. <laughs> that was the first time I seen Jack Black, by the way. Yeah, that time. But yeah, the first time I saw Bruce Willis play a bad guy in the Jackal, Mercury Rising with the kid, 
I'm a get and I didn't like. I'm a get him. Oh man, I, I think I watched that drunk. Soundtrack is good, but yeah, I, it's crazy. I didn't like it. The Siege, Siege. was another interesting one because that was a Denzel Washington movie. Yeah, and in the Siege, Bruce Willis plays General William Devereux, and he's like, it's kind of like the bad guy. Not the bad guy, but he's the just following the rules. Yeah, he, he was, was the, just following the rules. He was the general, way yeah, and the he didn't want any. Um, he just wanted this is how we do it, yeah, and that's how we're gonna do it. I don't care about what you think, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, 999 comes out with Six Sense. Now, that what well, that blew up, eh? Six yeah. Sense, yeah. I reckon that was a good movie, too. It was like a, a mean twist towards the end, mm. the whole nine yards. I don't really get into comedy. That. Did you get into it? Yeah, a little bit. I did. When they switched wives, I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Unbreakable, that starts off the um, Unbreakable trilogy. Yeah. Him starring as um, David Dunn, who turns into a um, superhero yeah, at yeah, the end yeah. of that movie. Sparks off the uh, second part called Split, right? Yeah. And he comes over in the end. And yeah. then the final one, Glass. Glass. Yeah. Which I found disappointing. Yeah, it was. Unbreakable was pretty good. Unbreakable, and I like um I liked Split as well. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I can't. That's right. He was in GI Joe as well. There was another movie that he wasn't. Oh, I didn't watch that. Yeah, he was in GI Joe. I remember I, that. I kind of knew he he sort of fell off the <laughs> he fell off the radar after he did um the Expendables. <laughs> I think once he was on Expendables, he kind of knew that he was off the radar. Yeah, because that was probably like the first time we seen him. In, Ages doing the action movie. I cringe when I think about Expendables. This is Sylvester Stallone's way of trying to bring back bring back the 80s action, you know, and have all these action heroes, heroes back in one team. Like, what the fuck? Was this Avengers for 80s action heroes? Yeah, I think it, uh, it was more of a laugh than anything else. Yeah. It was it was cool to watch, though, but it was like, come on. One of these are going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go, shit. So we go along, he does other movies. 2012, he does Moonlight Kingdom. Um, Expendables 2, Looper. Which oh, is yeah. okay, I watched that. G.I. Joe Retaliation, like you said. Red 2. Sin City, now, as John Hartigan. I thought he was really good. Yeah. And I love Sin City. I love Frank Miller. Yeah, it was good. I, I like both Sin Cities. It and, was really mean. And he, he really suited John Hartigan. Yeah. The cop. And that's probably it. Glass was Glass he's done in 2019 was probably the big budget, last big budget one he did before he started doing the, all the director video. videos. Mm. <laughs> but that was yeah. right right after uh, uh, Marvelous uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, good career, man. And I love them in Die Hard, man. Die Hard oh. always. John McClane, man, my favorite. One of my favorite characters. And Joe Hellenbeck, <laughs> the last Boy Scout. Okay. What do we want to do now, Eric? We're going to do a little bit of a draft with um, the the Bruce Willis movies. Yep. Top five. Top five. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip this coin <laughs> and you're going to say heads or tails. Yeah. And if you win, you're going to start. You draft your favorite movie because we can't say the same movie. Okay. Well, in order to our first one or just... Now, if you get the first pick, then you can pick the movie, your favorite movie. But if you if you pick Die Hard, you pick all the Die Hards. Oh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here's the tails. Uh tails. Here's uh, pick. <laughs> and I picked that hard, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm bastard. picking that hard. That's mine, brother. So I picked that hard because, you know you, you look at Bruce Willis, man, you think of John McLean. Yep. Every single fucking time, man. 
it's funny too because you know usually when you have a favorite movie you don't usually remember the character's name but you oh you know john mcclain it just comes easy off the top <laughs> and you remember once you see bruce willis yeah oh fuck that's fucking funny so yeah i got um i like part two what, what's your favorite Die Hard? i like for me it's hard to decide on part one and two because they're both really good yeah they are mm. but the third one Die Hard with vengeance was probably the weakest one out of the first three yeah, was it done by the same director? John Mc- McTurin? Yeah. I thought, I think it was the first and the third one he did, but not the second. John McTurin did the third one, he didn't do the second. Yeah. Yeah. The final three and f- uh, four and five, I didn't I didn't really yeah. I didn't really watch. I watched four, but I just watched one. What the fuck? It's not even nowhere near like like the other other three. Yeah, it just got out of hand. That's what the whole internet Yeah. Um the internet one. Hacking one. I didn't like it either. And then the fifth one with his son eh? Yeah. He had a son. And they went to Russia, did, it, did, did all they? that. Oh, I shit. think they went to Russia somewhere. I didn't even watch it, man. Yeah. It just got too much after that. But, no, nah, man, I had, I remember when I watched I had, I think I was staying home from school. And my dad bought all these, these videos from the video store. <laughs> and Diehard was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diehard and I think it was a Steven Spielberg, a Steven Scowl one. Because my dad's into action. So he bought these action movies, I just watched I had. I was Man, that was mean, man. Yeah, it's funny too because I'm sure I was probably going on to nine or ten mm. at the time and we're watching movies like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's man, that's soft. That's real soft compared to what they put out these days. Fuck. So it's your pick now, Eric. What do you got? Oh, my favorite. So you one of my favorites. You pick a movie. Oh man, so, so I don't pick it. So I pick it. You can't pick it. I'm I'm going with the last Boy Scout. Oh fuck, Damn. man. That was mine, man. I'm Jeez. going with that one, bro. The Last Boy Scout, man. I don't know what it is about that movie, but every time I think about that movie, I always think about us. How come? Talking about that movie. I oh. don't know why. I think it's the same same type. We like that same type of action. I like that movie. I like Damon Wayans. He, he's a good... The comedian. Because it's like a those buddy um, action movies, eh? Yeah. Like yeah, Tango and Cash. Yeah. With Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. And Eddie Murphy and... Um, in 48 Hours Yep You had Eddie Murphy um, Nick Nolte Yeah And Eddie Murphy In 48 Hours You also had uh, Lethal Weapon Danny Glover And Mel Gibson Yeah so And then top. And The Last Boy Scout Yeah It comes out Damon Wayans and, um, and Bruce Willis Which I thought You know Could have Had a second It would be cool To see other movies yeah. In that universe But Now it's good I love Tony Scott's di- Directing Because he's a, uh, To me Because he's dead now but he's the master. He's um he's Ridley Scott's brother. Oh, okay. He died because he committed suicide, man. Oh shit. Yeah. So all his action movies, he's the real stylish action movie director. Yeah. He also did Days of Thunder and, and True Romance. But Last Boy Scout, if you look at the cinematography and the lighting and that, it's all the same. It's the style. Mm. If you if you watch Tony Scott's all Tony Scott's movies, it's the same same thing. Yeah. yeah. Which probably because those kind of action movies, I think Tony Scott had the style that um, Michael Bay sort of copied. Because Michael Bay comes under to Tony Scott and the same production kind of thing. Oh, okay. What do you mean? Because Michael Bay uses a lot of... Uh, you see a lot of sunsets in the scenes, but it's mainly, there's a lot of lighting. Yeah, yeah. Artificial lighting. Yeah, it's it's same as Tony Scott stuff. Yeah. If you look at Tony Scott stuff. Especially in the scenes where they're in the side streets after the... After Halle Berry's um, characters in the stripper club, and then they come out on the streets, there's a lot of blues. 
yeah. in those kind of scenes. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I think he's... Um, I think it was under Tony Scott all the time because his movies are similar, similar lighting than that. Yeah. Especially with the, the close-ups and the circling the yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah. Or the background circling. Or sometimes the close-ups are real close, but everything else around the characters all fussed out kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I find out a lot, and the camera's focused on the characters moving around. Yeah, that's right. Some 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 movies get that right, and some movies get it fucking wrong, just like Morbius. <laughs> What's your favorite scene on The Last Boy Scout? It will have to be the beginning part, because, you know, this introduction to the movie, and it was badass. Mm, and the part... Blows his brains out. Yeah, and the part where he's in the car. I don't know why I find that funny, but it's fucking funny with the soundtrack. Oh, and he's like he's sleeping in the sleeping, car. Sleeping, yeah. He's got a hangover, and the kids come past the car, yeah, drop a dead rat. Yeah, and they're mm. like trying to wake him up, and he's like, "Man, this guy's really trashed." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, yeah. <laughs> and then he grabs that dead animal. He, mm. Oh yeah, the dead rat, and puts it on him. I like the bad guy, uh, Milo. <laughs> but my, my oh, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, always took he always calls them by their whole name, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, being a naughty boy, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, I Joseph. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> so when I was watching that movie one day, Joe, when he was younger, was going, is he calling my name? Going, yeah, he's calling you Joseph. <laughs> That's why I remember that line. Yeah, he was a good bad guy. And, but my scene I remember is when um, he asks for a cigarette and the guy punches him. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that again, I'll kill you. Yeah, and yeah. And he puts his nose up his brain. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that guy was another A-list actor too. Yeah, he, he was on um, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the curly hair guy. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. That, 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 yeah, that was another good scene. But I always remember the one with the rat and yeah, Milo. <laughs> Being a bad boy, Joseph. Okay, for my number, for my one, I'm gonna on the pick Sin City. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, no doubt. On the on the pick Sin City, I think I'm picking it because of everything else, not just because Bruce Willis acts as John Hannigan on that, but I thought he, I thought he looked like the character in the comic books. He was perfect to be John Hannigan, yeah. and that's about it. But I love Sin City, the first Sin City, as a as an intriguing thriller. Some violence, yeah, love the violence, and the way they've done the whole movie, it's just like a comic book style type. Yeah, the blacks and the black and white yeah. throughout the movie is awesome. Yeah, well, different approach. Well, it's it's completely. Um, use the comic book because the comic book was drawn exactly the same as what you see on screen with, with the Sin City and that's what made Frank Miller agree to make the movie help um, Robert Rodriguez make the movie because Robert Rodriguez is a big fan of Frank Miller's Sin City big fan of the comic book and by that time Frank Miller wrote Ro- Robocop 2 but they didn't put the stuff out in the movie so he kind of like was angry at Hollywood so he didn't want to do any more he didn't want to make any more movies that Hollywood wanted to do his stories. His oh, so, stories. so he did the... Did he do the concept ideas for Robocop 2? He wrote it. He oh, wrote he Robocop wrote it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, but they didn't use much of his stuff and he got mad at that. Man, I wish he could do do a vision of, of his Robocop. That would be cool. Yeah, so he, he, he hated Hollywood for it and he decided never to do any movies from his stuff again yeah I, I agree until and Robert Rodriguez knew this so he actually filmed with his own money the first scene on you see on Sin City yeah when um what's his name Hartman Mickey Rookie's uh, character nah um what's his name oh. the first the first scene in Sin City with, with the hitman and he kills the girl up, up top on the on the roof yeah Josh Hartnett when Josh Hartnett's up 
on the roof of the girl. And he's a hitman. Yeah. Remember that scene? And she's dressed in red. Yeah. Well, Robert Riggers filmed that whole thing himself to show Frank Miller to make him to make him convince him to make the movie, the rest of the movie. Yeah. Sure. Because he knew he didn't want to do any more Hollywood stuff because they ruined his his stories. Yeah. But Robert Rodriguez told him, hey, I made the movie exactly like the, what the comic looks like and I want to do exactly what the comic book said. The comic book is actually just like going to be the, um, what do you call it, when they do the uh, storyboards? Yeah. 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 The actual storyboards was sincere. That's what it looks like. It looks like a comic book. The whole, the whole black, yeah, like I was saying earlier. But the visually, man, it's up there. Visually, it is up there. So that's mine. Well, what's your number two? Mm. Number two. So you've taken out all the diehards. So I, I think the next one on my list will probably be Pulp Friction. Oh, Butch. Yeah, Butch. Did you feel that um, when Pulp Friction came out and, and Bruce Willis was there, did you feel his role was too small or he deserved that role? No, I, f- I felt it was just right. To me, I felt it was just right. It was just enough. It's, it explained as part of the story too, even though it was backwards and forwards kind of thing. But you kind of get the whole idea. But yeah, no, it was cool. I enjoyed his um, part in, the, in that movie. Especially at the, uh, when he got some revenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, it was cool. Mm-hmm. I was sad that he had to kill, um, uh, what's his name on the toilet though? Um, oh, yeah, um... What's his name? John Tra- Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta. On the, I forgot his character's name though, but yeah, caught him on the toilet. Mm. Like, Damn. But nah, they were, already, they were already bitching in that scene in the bar anyway. Yeah, nah, that was one of my favourite movies. Man, it's just, I thought that movie was crazy. Okay, I'm going to put, um for my one, I'm going to put Unbreakable. Now, I, I love this movie. Hey, the it's, it's the first one of a trilogy. The rest of the trilogy didn't do it for me, but this one was pretty interesting and pretty real in terms of comic book, uh, <laughs> comic book writing. And, and if you're a comic book fan, yeah, because it reveals itself at the end of the movie. Yeah, you, you don't know? even know it's a comic book. You don't even think about it. Eh? No, yeah, until late, like later, later. Mm. So it's a good, it's a good thriller that um, Unbreakable. Yeah, enjoyed it too. Samuel Jackson's the man on there. Ah, he's the man. He's a mean bad guy. Okay. It's the glass. Okay, what's your number three? Probably the fifth element. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Why? Because I enjoyed watching that movie. It's fun for me. I forgot her name. Mila Mok- Mokovic? Mm. The Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah, she's one, she's one of the co-stars on there, too. But, yeah, no, just the whole, the whole movie itself. You know, sci-fi. I'm into sci-fis. Everybody knows that. And yeah, the st- I reckon the storyboard was pretty cool. Even though like the aliens in that look kind of like puppets, they look like puppets in that. Yeah, it looked like something from Power Rangers, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> like the aliens themselves, they look like st- look guys in suits. Mm. Um, Gary Gary Oldman was the other co-star on there too, which uh, I reckon his performance as the bad guy on there was me. He was that guy from yeah. um, but, um. Oh, I love Gary Oldman. We should do our episode on Gary Oldman. Yeah, he's the guy that acted as, as, um, as Gordon on uh, the trilogy, yeah. the Batman trilogies, Christopher Nolan. That's my number four, man. Last, Last Man, man Standing. Now, I think I rewatched this heaps of times, man. 
Last Man Standing. Remind yeah. me. This movie, directed by Walter Hill, is a remake of the old Clint Eastwood movie, The Man of No Name. Oh, okay. Fistful of Dollars, starring... Do you remember it? Clint Eastwood, The, the Man of No Name? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a trilogy. It's a spaghetti western. It's a trilogy directed by Sergio Leone. Fistful of Dollars, A Few Dollars More, and Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Yep. I'd I'd never watching those with my with my dad I think but man I can barely recall the movie. <laughs> so anyway, first for dollars was done in 1964. It, it got remade by Walter Hill in 1996, starring Bruce Willis in the 1930s. So it was a gangster movie, and Bruce Willis stars as John Smith. So in the in the Sergio Leone movie, in the Clint Eastwood movie, he's a he's a drifter. He's a cowboy that comes to this town, and the town is run by two gangs, and he goes between the two gangs to make money off them. Oh, okay. And they they at the end they fight each other. Oh, right? true. So the Last Man Standing is the same storyline, exactly the same. Yeah. So so Bruce Willis, he's from Chicago. I think he was like a he's he's on the run. He comes to the small town in in the Midwest, and it's run by two gangs: Irish gang and the Italian gang. So it's it's in the 1930s. So he plays both gangs, like he works for both of them, yep. and they kill each other and you know all that. So well, okay. until he's like the last man standing, like the story says. But you know, I love Walter Hill. He's a good action director. He did, he did um, all of uh, another 48 Hours and Red Heat. He did Red Heat. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So if you can, if you I recently, tell, I recently watched that. If too. you tell those movies with Walter Hill, <clears throat> they're all the same. Like he's real, he's a real stylish action director. He's a really good action director. He's up there with um with Tony Scott, but and um John McTiernan, McTiernan who did Predator and and Die Hard. John McTiernan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's been standing as my movie, as the movie. Because I love oh. the whole gangster thing. I love the Tommy guns. I love the, you know, the whole shootout. But this yep. plays out like a western, but it's in the it's in those no, times. Yeah, it's in the gangster time. Yeah. And the gunplay in this movie is mean. Oh, true. Like, if you think, if I think about Tony Scott movies, the gunplay yep. is it's real stylish. Well, Walter Hill does it too. His, his gunplay is stylish. Yeah. Yeah. With the sound, with the action, with the sequences, the choreography. Yeah. You know, it's it's mean, man. It's mean. So that's my one. That's my number four. Oh, that's a good that's a good choice. What's your number four? Um Armageddon. Armageddon? Yeah, bro. That's the whole save the world thing got me. Yeah. <laughs> and the sacrifice. Oh. <laughs> he died at the end, Yeah, yeah. Harry S. Stemper. Yeah, um, so the other co-star on there was uh, Ben Affleck, and um, I forgot the the actress's name as well. But yeah, no, I enjoyed that movie. It was a good one. It's funny how a, a bunch of guys that work on an oil rig can actually draw an asteroid. <laughs> Get into the middle of the whole idea was for them to... Um, do you know that movie, Don't Look Up? It had a similar concept where they had to draw into the meteorite and try to blow it apart. But the only realistic view of Armageddon was they had to try and get deep enough so they could actually penetrate in pretty much in the middle of the meteorite so it could split into two and actually divert it from uh, from Earth. Where it didn't look up, it didn't work that way. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. 
But yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I enjoyed that movie. I'm gonna get it. The soundtrack was out of it too. Yeah, I love the soundtrack. That's the. Um, Hello, Wally. <laughs> Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Liam yeah. Rhymes. Um, it was Liam Rhymes. No, it's uh, was it Eris? No, not Aerosmith. Oh, Aerosmith was there too, wasn't they? Ah, oh, shit. We've got to confirm this. We've got to get this fact right. It's the guy with the big lips. Not Mick Jagger. The other follow. Yeah, he's from Aerosmith. Oh, it is Aerosmith. Yeah. And the daughter is the actress. Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Jumbo Jovi. Oh, Ladies Peace. Oh, true. Who else was on there? Aerosmith, yeah. What's his name? Oh, Steve Tyler. Steve Tyler? Yeah, this. Um, for some reason, all, I think all those movies have got the same soundtrack. Um, yeah, I, um, yeah. Armageddon has Aerosmith, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you remember the song? I don't want to miss a thing. Was that the main one? Yeah. There was like the one where, uh, th- there was the main song that used to come on, uh, I think with the trailer. Oh, okay. Da 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 da. <laughs> Something like that. I could be wrong. But yeah, like you said, Steve Tyler and his daughter. Um, Liv Tyler. Was it Liv Tyler? Liv Tyler, yeah. I'm kidding, eh? Yeah, I think it was. It was a bit cheesy, but I reckon it's the right movie to have a bit of cheese on it. <laughs> you reckon? Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't like it. <laughs> Oh, good. I started to hate those um, those Michael Bay movies. Well, with all the lights, yeah, all the flashy kinda, lights, that kind of shit. All the flashy. Like, I liked when you did Bad Boys, but that was about it. Yeah. Uh, oh, the first Bad Boys. I think the other thing too was like the, um, how most of the scenes were wet, and there was always that reflection of light going on. There's a lot of that going on with his movies, and the sunsets, especially in the Transformers. Every time at the end of uh, Transformers with Optimus Prime doing his mighty speech, he have a sunset. I was like, bro, come on. Okay, my number five pick. I'm going for the Jackal, man. 1997. Jackal. Action thriller. Yeah. Bruce Willis is the bad guy. Now, I've I've read about the Jackal before that, but this is like a film to bring him to the like mainstream. Yeah. You know, first time. And I thought that Bruce Willis did a good job of playing a, hit, a secret hitman going around trying to, you know, do his hit. Yeah. And the links he went to to go through, like his disguises. Remember, he acted like a gay guy, got into that gay guy's house and used his house for the thing. Yeah. Then he kills Jack Black when he makes that gun. Yeah. You know, he you know. covers his tracks as he goes. Yeah. And the car as well. Yeah. And I'll probably rewatch that movie a few times too. So. Yeah, same. I like that movie. I agree. That's my number five, man. What, what, what's your number five? Man, I might have to stretch it for this one, so I need to have a look at the list again. Because I think all my all my number fives are up there. Mercury Rising, The, the Siege. The Siege. Uh, it becomes a report fiction of Color Night. Oh, 
Um, oh, yeah, Red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I reckon I'll go with that one. I never watched that. That was on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen the first one and the second one, and I find them both enjoyable. Yeah, it's just a fun action movie? Or yeah, it was, yeah, it's just a fun action movie of uh, retired uh, spies. I forgot the net, I forgot what red stands for, but it's something like retirement. It's to do with old people. I mean, guys that used to be spies and now they're retired, but they're being brought back. So the but the the government agencies are are pretty much trying to kill them off, but they can't because they're they're good. <laughs> I think uh, Urban, um, the New Zealand actor is in the first one. Um, Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban, and he access the new um. Uh, as the new agent, as the new agent in charge, in charge, and uh, his uh, company tries to get him to. Uh, I forgot how the movie goes, but they try and get him to get rid of uh, Bruce Willis's uh, character. There's a bit of a love story in there too. It's quite quite funny how they play with it. Okay, so you got a pretty good list there. Last Boy Scout, Butch, um, not Butch, um, Last Boy Scout. Pop Fiction, Fifth Element, I'm getting red. I've got Die Hard, Sin City, Unbreakable, Last Man Standing, The Jackal. I want to make a trade with you. But you want the Pop Fiction, eh? I want to trade The Jackal for Last Boy Scout. Nah, fuck off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hell no. Okay, I will trade Unbreakable for Last Boy Scout. Nah, man, there's nah. nothing on your list I like. Really? Yeah, for the last Boy Scout. Oh, okay. You can have Armageddon. <laughs> Fuck off, man. <laughs> but the last Boy Scout, bro, <laughs> man. I was hoping you'll. I was hoping you'll go for another movie because the last Boy Scout is one of my favorites. Yeah, I've, it's I've mine watched too, man. It's mine too. Over and over again. You can have the Jackal. I can have. I'll have last Boy Scout. But um, the one, yeah, man. Huh? The one I wanted was Die Hard. Oh, okay. I can trade. I can trade that for Armageddon. <laughs> oh no, no way, man! Hell no, hell no. Those are like the two biggest movies of uh, I reckon of Bruce Willis, eh? The Last Boy Scout and Die Hard. You know what was funny when I went? To, I went and looked up on the internet and I, I went and checked um his ten top movies and the Last Boy Scout is not even on the list in some of them. Oh yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, come on, man. <laughs> the Last Boy Scout is not in. There's like a few top 10 movies of Bruce Willis that they don't have The Last Boy Scout in their list. Mm. So, oh, shocking. Sweet, man. That's us, man, for another episode? Yeah, bro. Um, and then you got to get to work, so wrap it up. Yep. Thanks for coming, man, like always. And, yeah, man, the next episode, we're going to do the Moonlight versus Morbius. <laughs> All right. All right. See you then. Bye. See ya.